for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Greetings. I pray that all of you are fighting to stay faithful uh, in this season that we're in. You know, pride can be a very dangerous thing. And when I was in high school, our youth ministry uh, was going through a discipleship program that our youth pastor had just started. And I remember being very excited and you know, wanting to grow and participate. And during our discipleship um, sessions, uh, we went through the topic of evangelism, and I was super excited to learn about that. And after we finished studying it, uh, we had to go out and practice it. And I remember the first week when we went out, um, I, we were paired up with people. And as I went to talk to strangers, people just off the street, um, the first person that we talked to uh, accepted Christ. And that gave me such a rush, and I was just super excited and joyful. Uh, and then the following week, uh, we were paired up with different people, and I was um, so prideful thinking that, oh, because someone accepted Christ uh, last week, this week should be no problem. Uh, but I quickly found out that God doesn't always work that way. And even though we talked to so many people, uh, nobody wanted to hear our story. And I quickly learned that pride can be a very dangerous place to be in. And we'll see this topic uh, shown in through the passage we'll be looking at. Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 21 through 32. Attack the land of Marathaim and those who live in Pecot. Pursue, kill, and completely destroy them, declares the Lord. Do everything I have commanded you. The noise of battle is in the land, the noise of great destruction. How broken and shattered is the hammer of the whole earth. How desolate is Babylon among the nations. I set a trap for you, Babylon, and you were caught before you knew it. You were found and captured because you opposed the Lord. The Lord has opened his arsenal and brought out the weapons of his wrath, for the Sovereign Lord Almighty has work to do in the land of the Babylonians. Come against her from afar, break open her granaries, pile her up like heaps of grain, completely destroy her and leave her no remnant. Kill all her young bulls, let them go down to the slaughter, woe to them, for their day has come, the time for them to be punished. Listen to the fugitives and refugees from Babylon, declaring in Zion how the Lord our God has taken vengeance, vengeance for his temple. Summon archers against Babylon, all those who draw the bow. Encamp all around her, let no one escape. Repay her for her deeds, do to her as she has done for she has defiled the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. 
Therefore, her young men will fall in the streets. All her soldiers will be silenced in that day, declares the Lord. See, I am against you, you arrogant one, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty, for your day has come, the time for you to be punished. The arrogant one will stumble and fall, and no one will help her up. I will kindle a fire in her towns that will consume all who are around her. As we are continuing in our studies in chapter 50 of the book of Jeremiah, we find ourselves looking at the situation of the Israelites. And they were going through a period of judgment and punishment, and rightfully so, uh, because of their disobedience to God. But the people who were inflicting this uh, were the nation of Babylon, and God allowed them to take control and uh, siege the nation of Israel. As they are doing that, they were enjoying things too much, and now the tables will become turned as the Israelites are now forgiven and they are allowed to be free. But God was going to bring about judgment to the Babylonians for what they had done and their heart against God. Uh, we have to keep in mind that just because God used them for punishment, the nation of Babylon, does not mean that God was for them. Uh, but he simply allowed him, like, he let his hands go uh, and let the Babylonians uh, do as they please towards the Israelites. Um, and as I read this passage, I'm reminded of how God can use anyone and anything. You know, there's so many stories about things that we never would have thought of uh, that God can use uh, for, as an instrument to bring about whether it be uh, repentance, uh, whether it be for encouragement in our lives. And I know that sometimes when I'm talking to people and they share their testimony, and to them, it's not a big deal. It's just simply something that God had done in their lives. Uh, but when they share that to me, I, I get so richly encouraged because of how God has been working uh, through them. And I know that for us, uh, this can be a sensitive topic, but even in this current situation that we're in uh, with this pandemic, uh, there are a lot of people who are suffering, a lot of people who are broken, a lot of people who may be homeless or without jobs, or relationally, they're struggling um, at home, being quarantined with their family. Uh, and some have experienced death of a loved one, uh, and someone that they're close to. Uh, in the midst of all these things that are going, in, going on and happening, and even with the riots, uh, with uh, racial injustice, or when we see uh, politicians and all the corruption that is going on, and we ask ourselves, uh, what is God doing in the midst of all this chaos, uh, of the midst of all the things that may raise a lot of questions, but ultimately God is doing something that we not, may not be aware of. And we need to turn to the Creator who is in charge, the Creator who has all things in His mind, and He knows what is going on. And in the end, I hope that God would uh, God is going to redeem all things. And uh, in the end, we will see what God has been doing uh, that we haven't been able to detect uh, because 
of our limitations as, as human beings in this world. Uh, and then as we move on, we see the arrogance of Babylon in thinking that they were the ones with the power. Uh, they were the ones who had the ability uh, to do what they did uh, against the Israelites. In the following verses, God pronounces judgment on the Babylonians. And it sounds like a death sentence. And it sounds very severe. And there's no hope uh, for this nation. And as they're being surrounded by archers, and as they unleash their arrows, uh, God says that not one of them will survive and that they will all fall uh, and that they would suffer this horrendous fate uh, that God has allowed them to endure. And uh, we see here the reason why is because they had defied God. Uh, they did not listen and they did not turn to Him no matter how many chances uh, that God had given to the Babylonians. And God acts on behalf of His children. We see that on the other side of things. And He makes sure that the enemies of His children uh, receive due due process and judgment. Uh, and one of the things that stood out for me as God pronounces judgment on the Babylonians, uh, He points out the pride that they had against God. And it's mentioned three times uh, in verse 29, uh, verse 31, and 32. And the Bible warns us in the, both the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, that pride comes before the fall. And it's always warning us uh, to against pride because it is hard to detect. It's not something that you can gauge, but it is something that you need to reflect upon and offer to God. And it's dangerous because it prevents us from seeking God. Uh, not only is it dangerous, but it's hard to tell what it is that we are prideful of. And there are a number of ways to keep our hearts in check, uh, but two quick things that I want to offer up to you is uh, stop finding faults in other people. I think that will help us from becoming prideful. Uh, but also, uh, stop being defensive when people offer you suggestions to help you in your Christian lives. So let's take that to heart and be reminded from this passage. Um, as we close, uh, let's ask the Lord to search our hearts and to search our minds and to see if there's any offensive ways that we have done against the Lord. And that's something that we should be doing constantly and continuously, and especially before we go to sleep, uh, that we will be able to confess uh, our sins before God and that He can reveal the things that we've done wrong so that we will not repeat them over and over again, but rather that we would take ownership of it and give it to God and ask Him uh, to give us a new heart, a new mind, and a new attitude in our approach before God. And so can we do that at this time? As we confess, let's come before God and ask for a clean heart uh, so that we can serve Him and be more like Him. Uh, let us pray. Uh, Father, we confess, Lord, that we are sinners and that there are things that we do that may, we may not be aware of that we have done against you. I just really pray that 
you would have control over our minds and over our hearts, and that we would seek, Lord, to be in line with you. And we pray that whatever it takes, whatever you require of us, uh, may we be willing to do that, and may we be willing to uh, go through the process of repentance and, and seeking healing and love from you. And Lord, we just ask God that in faith, uh, we know, Lord, that you would do this um, as you will. Uh, we love you, we thank you, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Sing your soul, let your father and the pig in prosa, see you.